When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Skytown. What is going on? My name is Janice Ferrio. Oh, you know what? I introduced myself way too quickly. Uh, but yeah, this is the CHGO Sky podcast brought to you by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up and get up to two risk-free bets up to $2,000. It is Monday, August 22nd, 2022. Lots of 22s going on here. But also, some random audio in the background. Is there like a? Is there like a something? I keep hearing other noises. Is that just me? I heard it. I heard it as well. Um, I don't have anything going on on my computer. Any other tabs open, Sabria? No. Nope. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't have anything open. Well, all right. Sounds. I don't hear it anymore. So. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Hi, y'all. I heard it too, and it was throwing me off. That like. I, I think uh, I, that's why I said my name so early. I was like, I mean, if I say my name, I will scare whoever uh, is like on this feed away. But anyway, um, <laughs> it seems to have worked. It seems to yeah. have worked. All right, lovely. All right. So before uh, I was so rudely interrupted by whatever the hell that was, um, <laughs> this is the CHGO Sky Podcast. Uh, we are remote today. Mainly because uh, I've I've got the Rona. Um, I, I'm actually feeling okay, weirdly enough. I just have an annoying cough. Um, but otherwise, uh, yeah, um, I am here today uh, with Sabria Whitaker. Sabria, how the heck are you? I am okay for now. We'll see. Ask <laughs> me again tomorrow. <laughs> All right. And so I, I pretty much know why you might be, may or may not be okay by tomorrow. Uh, but anyway, to get some housekeeping items out of the way, uh, we were on the CHGO Bulls pod uh, last Wednesday. Uh, so thanks to our CHGO Bulls fam for having us on. Uh, Matt and Dave were gracious hosts, uh, definitely taught me a thing or two about ad reads. I am definitely going to have to emulate Dave as best as I can there. Uh, he definitely put all of us to shame. Uh, but other than that, uh, Sabria, uh, the last time we saw you, you were rushing off to go throw the first pitch at the Kane County Cougars game. Uh-huh. And now I know you were asking everyone for advice. You're like, all right, so so what the heck do I do here? And I told you to channel Azure Stevens. I thought <laughs> you threw like a perfect 12-6 curve when she threw out the first pitch at the Cubs game. But uh, yeah, tell me. T- tell me how you felt. How did the pitch go? What was the crowd like? I want to know all about it. I mean, it was cool. Uh, I still didn't get a chance to practice. Like, in my mind, I'm like, clearly, I'm going to show up. They have, it's what's it, a bullpen, right? Like, somewhere where I can go and throw this ball. And that was clearly not the case. So I had to ask Twitter for help. Fortunately, one of my friends plays softball, and she told me how to throw it. And I did. And it went all the way to the plate. So happy about that. I was told not to look like um, 50 Cent when he threw <laughs> 
if anyone <laughs> when he threw his pitch and it was fun it was a good vibe i mean obviously while we were tabling i had to also pull up the game but i had a great time i, I like baseball i really do like baseball games they're fun yeah, yeah, definitely. I kind of see. Uh, I, I think you threw a strike there. Absolutely. So you you definitely brushed over the top of the plate. It looks like uh, whoever caught your whoever caught your pitch framed it really well. Um, so uh, did you, do you know who caught your first pitch? By the way, no, but I was upset because I'm like, you're being dramatic. Like you you could have caught that. Like it like you said, it went over the plate. It went down. You didn't have to let it bounce. Like you could have caught it because you make it look like I didn't throw it right. So no, I don't know who caught it. <laughs> <laughs> that just means you had some late movement movement on your fastball there. So I mean, like you, you, you definitely a late breaking fastball, like you need to have in your arsenal if you are a pitcher. So anyway, to me, it looked as if you did fine. Like Thank in, you. in my mind, you did fine. But uh, yeah, um, what happened in that game though? I heard it was women in sports night or, or women's sports night. Yes, women's sports night. Um, I got to go into the booth where they were doing the live broadcast and I got to do an interview on that. That was cool. Um, there was a panel beforehand talking to some young girls who were um, who were soccer players. So we all tabled. I was tabled right next to Athletes Unlimited. It was really fun. It was really fun. And I think more teams, shout out to Gianna for organizing that. More teams should definitely talk to them and figure out how to do their women's sports night. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, wonderful. Yeah. Sounds like you had a pretty good time. There. I did until... I looked at my, while I was looking at my phone, I'm having a great time. They had like this, um, this bourbon slushy. I love slushies. I love bourbon. So I'm like, I'm feeling it. I'm like, okay, I did my interview. I did my interview. Like, I think they, they were losing at the time, but the intro music was fun. So I was like really having a good time. I looked down at the score. I'm like, oh, we're winning. I'm like, yes, happy. And then I look back down and you already know how that goes because I say this almost every time. Oof, oof. Well, I'm sure all of that turned around on Saturday, though. Uh, like you, uh, I was uh, away. I couldn't watch the game. Uh, I was in Philadelphia, and I was at a bar in Philadelphia, scrolling through my phone, keeping up with the game as much as I could. And I'm just like just seeing, well, beyond the fact that I probably should stop watching games because the sky tend to do well when I don't watch. I don't know if like that's a thing, but... I don't know. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't watch the game tomorrow. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe I should just keep up on social media, but <laughs> if that's what it takes, no, if that's what it takes. All right. So uh, if y'all are following along so far, uh, the sky are still in it. The sky are still in it. So sky in three is definitely holding up. So this Candace Parker quote from Wednesday, uh, when she talked about Saturday's game, uh, it's a must win. It's an elimination game. New York is a good team. There are a lot of things we need to do better. And I'd be saying that if we won that game. So uh, Azure Stevens also said very so, so, something very similar that, you know, our backs are against the wall, so therefore we must respond. And lo and behold, no spoilers, the sky did indeed respond. So we'll talk about that historic 38-point blowout in just a little bit. Uh, but anyway, uh, I said it was an elimination game. So why have one elimination game when you can have two? 
I'm joking, sorta, sorta, kinda. <laughs> so Sabria, I have to ask you, uh, has your attitude towards the new playoff format changed uh, given the past couple of games you've seen? Um, No, it's stupid. It's still stupid. It's always going to be stupid. Wait, what are we talking about specifically? Are we talking about, because I was pro single elimination. Are you talking about that? Or are you talking about the fact that the lower seed gets the definitive game three? Not that, because I agree that that's stupid. I, I, I agree that the lower seed getting the ga- definitive game three is stupid. But I'm, I'm talking about the uh, the elimination games now going to the, be- the best of three. Um, no, it's still dumb. And a lot of people on social media thought they had one. They were like, oh, I bet you were. I'm happy. I bet the Sky fans are happy they got single elimination now. And I'm like, no, goofy, because we would have had a bye because we were the second seed. So we would not have even seen New York. We Chicago would have been at home. Yeah, practicing. Yeah, exactly. Doing media, getting ready, resting. You thought you mm-hmm. had one, but you didn't. So bring single elimination back. Yeah, I saw that too. I saw that too. And I think just also too that, uh, yeah, if it uh, was back to single elimination, I I feel as if this guy probably would have played with the same intensity that they did on Saturday, uh, just mainly because like their backs were, I don't know, like maybe uh, in a literal sense up against the wall and they had no other choice but to answer back. Um, So uh, yeah, the same intensity that that, that that playoff intensity was definitely there on Saturday. Uh, but we'll talk about that game in a little bit. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about the other games from across the league. So uh, the Dallas Wings forced a game three on Sunday. So Kayla Thornton scored 20 points. Tierra McCowan had 17 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, so I guess, of course, the question that is on everyone's minds, or at least my mind, uh, so who would we rather see the Sky play in a potential semifinals? So I'm leaning towards the Sun, uh, just mainly given, I may, maybe this is recency bias, but I really don't like the way they've been playing against the Wings. Uh, the last couple of games, uh, the Wings are very physical. Uh, we, we definitely have realized the aftermath of how this guy play, especially after they face the wings. Uh, so I, I know in our appearance on CHGO Bulls, uh, we both said uh, the Sun were more favorable opponents uh, going into the semifinals. Uh, so does that hold uh, true to you still, Sabria? Oh, absolutely. Like, and I'm, if Dallas can do what they did, well, first of all, they have everything to gain and nothing to lose. Like, this is their first playoff game now since being in Dallas, since they forced that game three. And at one point, they were up by, like, 30 on Connecticut. So if Dallas can get up by 30 on Connecticut, give me Connecticut. I don't want Dallas. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah, I, I, I definitely uh, do not want Dallas either. Uh, I, I feel as if Marina Mabry is also on something lately as well. Uh, I also just do not like the way she played against the sky last time we saw her. Uh, so if uh, I'm, I'm not saying that I don't want the smoke, I just don't want to see that happen again. So Anyway, their game three is going to be on Wednesday, 8-24. Uh, so that's going to be decided the day after uh, our game three happens. Uh, but quick, I want to do a quick um, RIP and peace to the Mystics and the Mercury, also both uh, eliminated from the playoffs. 
Uh, so yeah, uh, so Sue Bird recorded a double-double. Uh, she's the oldest person in WNBA history to do so. Uh, but I also want to talk about Kayla Davis, though, and her performance. Yes, yes, yes. let's talk yes. about it. Yes, indeed. So 23 points, six rebounds, uh, three assists. And I saw like definitely on social media that everything was just getting lit. K Kayla herself seemed to be incredibly happy with the response she was getting. But I know you're very close to Kayla. So you can like tell me like what was going on with her. I, I know she was just feeling the energy she was feeling herself, rightfully so. Yeah. Um. So the funny thing about that day is... <laughs> So we're all and um, we get a, a spaces going. So we're on spaces and we're originally recapping New York and Chicago. I did not come in there to talk real basketball. I did not come in there to talk about anything important. I just wanted to laugh in all of the Liberty fans faces and get my <laughs> jokes off because I got a lot of jokes off. Like people think I'm funny now. I actually got a lot of good jokes off on them. Um, so we were just in the space and then Kayla pops in. And we just start having real conversation. We talked about media. Um, we got her perspective on a lot of things. Um, actually, there was a Phoenix media member in there, and I think someone from Dallas. And it almost turned into like an interview with her. And someone, one of my fellow hoopsters is Robin. She made a joke like, y'all, we just got through watching Chicago beat the brakes off of New York. And we're in here on a spaces with a Phoenix player because that game doesn't start for like six hours. Like that super awkward gap of that morning game to them not playing at night. So that space was like four hours. For the most part, Kayla was on there a lot. And I'm like texting her. I'm like, look, if you got to go, let me know so I can get you off because you do have a game. Yeah. So after, so, and it's also funny. So I recently started her fan page. Um, it's I saw called, that too. It's called The Collection. And um, so a lot of people are like, kind of tuning into her now like they see her more on the timeline they see her into the spaces more and i'm like yes go kayla every like this is now a kayla davis stand account right so um i'm getting mentions and they're like yo your girl kayla going crazy like the whole timeline's like kayla 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 because she just spoken in a four hour spaces with hundreds of wnba twitter uh members and there's the community and that really and that's what it's about. Like, how many people were in there that probably did not know about Kayla because, you know, she um, came into the league with Dallas and has been back and forth with a few teams. This Like, started with Chicago and finished in Phoenix. But a lot of people really were touched by her giving her time. And now people are fans. And I'm glad she went off because I'm like, I didn't even know you had those moves. I'm like, I am so proud of you. Like, yeah, your team lost, but I was rooting for you anyway. <laughs> I wasn't necessarily rooting for Phoenix, except for the fact that I would have gone to the game today if she had been there um, and ain't forced the game three. But yes, yeah, super happy of, super happy and proud of Kayla, for sure. Yes. Yeah, and then Shout out from Miles. Miles Ehrlich uh, says, I think going forward, uh, Dela Cavis three that that is her Twitter handle by the way needs to incorporate a five hour Twitter space into her pregame routine eight points on a perfect four four in the first quarter. Whew. Yes. Whew. Right. So uh, for those of you tuning in who uh, are unfamiliar with Kayla's timeline, uh, so she was signed uh, to a tra training camp contract earlier by uh, the sky. Uh, she did not make the team. And so uh, 
I believe did did Seattle pick her up? I, I can't remember. I feel like she got picked up from like by Seattle like twice, and like mm-hmm. she was in Seattle a couple times, like when they went through that COVID thing, where like I think maybe Brianna and uh, Stewart and maybe Sue were out, and then I looked up and she's in Phoenix, and then someone asked Seattle about another member on their roster and the response was well we had a player in mind that we wanted to sign for the rest of the season but we can't because they're under contract and they're like oh is this someone that you had previously signed to a hardship contract but you know coach wouldn't say so yeah she's been a few places um this season but she's really good and she's a perfect example of just what they need to fix in this league. Like, there's no reason she should not have been on a full season contract, and there's absolutely no reason she should not have a guaranteed full season contract next season. Because some of those, like, yes, like, we talked about the points, but, like, go look at the game. Because she was doing amazing things, and at one point she, like, could not miss. I'm so proud. Yeah, yeah, she was absolutely, uh, like, going off. And I I remember – the last time I saw her in person, at least, uh, was one of the earlier Sky Games where she actually brought in Candace Parker's son into the post-game presser. And so for a moment, I didn't recognize her because uh, she was masked up. But then I, I kind of squinted. And I think um, um, one of the other reporters was just like, that's Kayla Davis. And I'm like, oh, dang. Oh, dang. Yes. <laughs> yes. So she was on. So in that break where she wasn't with Seattle anymore, she was here and she was like on babysitting duty. So I had seen her. She saw me. I think it was maybe, was it the Commissioner's Club? I think. Because I was... It was somewhere where I was courtside and she saw me and then mm-hmm. I went up to the suite because I I had um, a suite ticket too and I went up there and like the whole family and she had the baby and she was telling me like look I haven't seen you I barely saw her at all star she was like look I haven't even got a chance to do anything because we we're supposed to go get pizza because mm-hmm. she is unfamiliar with the great Chicago pizza and she was like I've been on babysitting duty like they just hand me the baby and are like well <laughs> Like it just at one point she had to take uh Layla to practice. So she it's they definitely have a very cute uh older sister and like little big sister and little sister relationship. Um but but inside scoop, if we could take care of business tomorrow, maybe we will be able to get Kayla on a show in person because she plans on coming to support Candace. So Definitely. we gotta we gotta make that that push for the playoffs so we can finally bring her in because I've been trying to bring her in since the beginning but she was yeah. in like Turkey and yes so we need to make that happen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right because uh, like before she uh, was brought into training camp, uh, she was playing for for, for Gal- Galatasaray, which I still don't know how to pronounce. Uh, but oh, let me just say it's it's Galatasaray. As they have Galatasaray. a soccer team okay. as well. Galatasaray. So, yeah. Thank you so much, and thank thank you uh, from our uh, <laughs> our pronunciation expert here. Hey, you know, that's uh, Turkey, it's Italy, where I'm. You know, it's all it's all the same. I, I mispronounce everything. That, that's that's just, you know, the... Uh, Scorio, the yeah. I honestly don't know how my last name is pronounced because <laughs> I'm the only person in my family with it. So it, it could be Scorio for all I know. So, you know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, it would be an absolute treat to get uh, Kayla in just mainly because, uh, yeah, like you, you have such 
a like huge connection to her. And yeah, she also still has a pretty strong connection uh, to the sky as well. And I think just her journey in general is very interesting too. I think uh, she did a Spaces not too long ago. Uh, I, I can't remember who hosted it, but she was in there and she was speaking about how uh, just, yeah, she lived in Chicago once uh, because of her dad. Uh, and uh, she also mentioned that uh, she was she was really interested in IT work, which I thought was fascinating uh, because I, I work in IT, uh, that's my nine to five job. And I think the, the one thing that I also do remember about her is that uh, she loves Portillo's. I, I can't remember what her order is, though. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what it is either, but we'll figure it out. And yeah. maybe that's how we were like, okay, we have Portillo's, so come meet us in the studio for the show. <laughs> uh I think the Portillo's order I will never forget is Candace Dupree's though, where she said she had a, 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 I think it was a strawberry milkshake and an Italian beef and fries and cheese, cheese fries. And I, oh my goodness, that, 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 that is a Portillo's order I will never, ever forget. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, next up, uh, we're gonna take a victory lap really quick. Uh, so here's something that we called on this show. So James Wade was named executive of the year. All right, all right, all right. So he won the award by uh, being named on the most ballots, uh, which is 11. And so uh, like we've mentioned here before on the show, definitely well-deserved. Uh, Neither of us thought he was going to uh, get coach of the year, uh, but executive definitely well-deserved. Uh, so a brief review of his 2021 offseason. Uh, so not only did he re-sign uh, the 2021 finals MVP, Kalia Copper, uh, he also re-signed Courtney Vandersloot as well as Allie Quigley and added uh, free agents Emma Miesemann uh, to give this guy not one, not two, but three former WNBA Finals MVPs in the starting lineup. And not to mention the pickup of rookie guard Rebecca Gardner, which I think is perhaps one of the most, perhaps the best pickup in like recent WNBA history, I think. Um and also, two in off-season trades, uh, Wade got Julie Alamon from the Indiana Fever, a 2023 first-round draft pick from the Phoenix Mercury, and the rights to Lee Yaru from the LA Sparks uh, for Lexi Brown. Um, so, so yeah, uh, again, another victory lap for us. We called it. We knew that he was going to get this award. Uh, but yeah, other than what I've added before, um, anything else you could add about, about coach Wade? Oh, nope. <laughs> Just we knew, like we knew it was going to happen. It had to. I'm interested to see, cause I didn't see who came in second, but interested to see that if we can. Because I think they tallied the results for the Sportsmanship Award. Definitely interested to see where he finishes for Coach of the Year. Let's see. Okay. Oh, um, Atlanta Dream General Manager and Executive Vice President of Bas Basketball Operations, Dan Padover, got seven ballots. So he came in second place. Um, it looks like Mike Tebow got third place. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. There you go. Those, Thank those, you. <laughs> your second and third place winners so if you ever want to be just a winner in general 
uh, you can support CHGO. Download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up and do that right now. You get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. I am trying to do my best Big Dave impression here, but that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, and that unlocks all of our web content. You get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. Uh, guess what? There's a super cool Sky shirt. That's $2,000 in free bets, a free membership, and a free t-shirt, all for making a more than $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. So it's your home for live in-play betting and just got even better. So you can edge in the game you're watching is your favorite team. Prime for a comeback. Don't just watch the game. Bet along with it right meow. More live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash outs. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the live action all game long. So download the Points Bet app right now. Use promo code CHGO. It is time to elevate your live betting game. And once the game starts, just don't bet. Live your bet life with Points Bet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. It's just like Big Dave. You're right there. I don't know. I don't know. I I still think yeah. he has the edge over me. Oh, but your stock is going up. That was a really damn good Thank ad read right there. Thank you for that validation. Like you're, you're totally lying, but you know no, what? I, no. I, I appreciate. I, I appreciate that validation. Bringing the energy. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I definitely have kind of like the, the little bit of grittiness in my voice right now. Um, and, and, and not because I have COVID, it's, it's because I've just been, you know, yelling over excitement from uh, tomorrow's game, as well as that awesome game on Saturday, which brings us to our next segment. Uh, so uh, the sky had a historic victory over the Liberty on Saturday, winning 102 62. Uh, so this is the largest margin of victory in a playoff game, and it's also the WNBA's largest margin in the playoffs. Uh, that's 38 points. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I don't know. Sabria, you, you are on social media as much as I am. Like, we're both terminally online. I heard, I saw a lot of people talking smack and how, you know, someone posted that the Liberty are going to cook these frauds. And I'm like, uh, I think I'd like an update on that. Well, let's get an update. Absolutely. <laughs> Not only that, but it was also Sandy Brandello's birthday. birthday. Oh, my goodness. Oh, oof. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely terrible. Uh, but otherwise, uh, what a huge difference between uh, game one and game two. Uh, so... A huge thing that I noticed in game one, uh, the Sky were once the top free throw shooting team in the W, uh, fell into a free throw slump. So I said early they needed to take every chance to get to the line. Uh, so on Wednesday, they landed 16 out of 22 chances. That's 72.7%. Per 72 on Saturday, they went perfect for, uh, from the line, 14-14. So, uh, yeah, those are free baskets. Uh, they absolutely can't be missed. Um, but that's one thing I thought they did better. Um, their shooting for, from three wasn't too, too much better, actually. They went six for 22. But at least they're not dying by the three now. I know uh, last time, Sabria, you said that uh, the sky live and die by the three a little way, way too much. And I figured, um, yeah, if, if they're going to do that, like th those shots need to fall. 
but they still ended up running away with this game. Um, so in that case, uh, do you think the sky should rely on the three a little bit more or, uh, or what, what is the strategy here? Well, I mean, so yes, that's what I said about the team's performance lately, but I also said on um, the Bulls podcast that this series is specifically who's going to live by the three and who's going to die by the three. And I hope we're not just taking turns because we need to live by it. But I think as long, I don't care what they do. It doesn't matter what they do as long as they defend. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I say all the time, we don't know how to hold on to leads. And I just need them to defend more than anything because in the first game, New York went on a 13-0 run to what in in the quarter in like the last two minutes or something in the last two minutes yes that's un, yes that's unacceptable like if if, if you have that big of a lead I mean obviously the lead wasn't 13 but if you have a lead I don't care if it's a one-point lead a two-point lead if your shots are not falling and you do not have the offense you better defend the hell out of your basket because if you can't increase the lead you need to at least maintain it y'all didn't either and like I've been saying, we don't adjust in real time. After missing all of those shots, why didn't we call a timeout? And if they're not going to get it together and they're like, no, coach, the shots are just not falling, then everybody who's an offensive threat, sit down. Everybody who's good on defense, stand up. Because <laughs> defense turns into offense. You cannot tell me if Rebecca Gardner and whoever is best on someone else on New York's um, team aren't out there defending, they're going to get a deflection and you're going to at least be able to make the basket. Now we absolutely, everybody on the sky should have had to do a hundred layups, a hundred successful layups because they were just blowing bunnies all around. And I didn't understand that, but if nothing else, if you can't get your shots to fall, at least defend, that was embarrassing. It absolutely was. It absolutely was. And I believe it was in a space that someone brought up not too long ago is that, all right, so um, I think it was Wednesday's game where I'm just like, I don't know, I, I might be a little bit over Julie Aleman. And it's just like, if her shots aren't falling and if she can't defend, then I think it's definitely time to, uh, yeah, let Rebecca Gardner uh, perhaps. Dana, put Dana or, in. Yeah. Anything, anything. I understand trusting your vets or whatever players you've considered or deemed to be the chosen ones. But if it's not working anyway, why not put in the bench and see what happens? It could have been fatigue. It could have been anything. Well, they weren't really in here. Go ahead and put them in. Exactly. And we've been talking all season long about how long and strong this bench is. So uh, Dana Evans scored five points in 10 minutes. Uh, I know she can do more than that too. Ruthie Hebert, two points in 10 minutes with two steals and five rebounds. Uh, which brings me to my next point. Uh, the Sky really need to keep crashing the boards here. So especially in Saturday's game, 45 rebounds for the Sky compared to the New York's 28. And yeah, that's exactly one thing that I noticed that, yeah, shots weren't falling, but of course too, like who's at the basket of it's New York at the basket every time. So we miss on those second chances. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, that, that definitely needs to be tightened up. Absolutely. We went on the show before game one and after the show, so after the show and while I was at the baseball game, playback had a space. So I'm on their space. They're getting 
all of our takes on the series. And a lot of people, even in the comments on the Bulls podcast and in the space, were like, oh, Chicago and two, Chicago and two, Chicago and two. And I'm like, no, I don't. I really don't think so. And I'm like, I think it's Chicago and three, but there's absolutely going to be a game that New York just comes out shooting hot. We're going to give up that lead in the fourth and they're just going to take it just because, again, they have everything to gain and nothing to lose. Everybody called me a hater. Everybody said, you're underestimating Chicago. I'm like, look, I'm not trying to underestimate, but I'm a realist. Like, I I know what I see. And and that's exactly what happened. I What were the keys? I said, the keys to winning this, um, everybody needs to score. Everybody needs to score. Um, I said the starters, but at least five people need to be in double figures. And, that's and what we happened. have to make real-time adjustments. And all of those things essentially are what happened for that blowout win. And I was just sitting there like, I told you. <laughs> I didn't think you were being unrealistic. I actually thought that you were being incredibly real there. Um, yeah, uh, even though I did notice from a very surface-level perspective, yeah, so this guy did win the, se- the, the season series, but all those games were very close. Exactly, uh, And of course, too, everyone was saying, you know, Sabrina this, Sabrina that. But of course, too, you are completely overlooking uh, all the times that Natasha Howard was left was left open. Uh, the times that Steph Dolson was left open, too. My goodness, she even like shot three threes on Wednesday. Uh, but yeah, I think. All that, all that focus and all that, uh, I guess, not necessarily pressure um, on the team to make sure that Sabrina Ionescu is well guarded. And then all of a sudden you're completely neglecting everyone else on that team. And then they take advantage. Yeah. And yeah, I think um, some people said it either on our show or the Bulls show that you have to let her get her points. I can't yeah. remember what they compared it to in the MNBA, but maybe it was Steve Nash. I feel like it was Phoenix regardless, but some series um, where whoever was running point, which I can't tell if Sabrina is a point guard or a shooting guard. Sometimes I don't know, but whoever was running was getting their shots. Like Sabrina is a player that she's going to get, she's going to make whatever she wants to make happen, happen. And that's not going to be enough. So Phoenix lost that series and people were saying the same thing. Let, Screw Sabrina. Let her get whatever she's going to get. But you can't have her making, you know, plays for everybody else. Like, cut right. them off. And she she's not going to be able to do everything by herself. And I think, like you said, they spent too much time and energy um, focusing on her being slow and late to switch. Like, uh, uh, we have a huge problem with playing against fast people. Um, like, Kaz probably the fastest person we have and I mean yes Slew is great at making plays making passes but if her or Ali's three point shot is not falling you're gonna have to switch them out for somebody that can contribute on defense that's just Mm -hmm. the truth so absolutely or absolutely, as a Sky Show uh, would say. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, if, if if those threes aren't falling, yeah, it's time to make those adjustments. And I think uh, we've seen that in the uh, the last stretch of games that the Sky were losing, where it seems as if it is 
let us try these same old tired plays over and over and over again. And it's just like, come on, come on. <laughs> exactly. Like you've run them into the ground. You were running them last season with Stephanie Dawson under coach Olaf. Like just let it, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. I'm not going to hit any high notes anyway. uh, This is a CHGO Sky Karaoke, everybody. Uh, So here is one point that that you brought up, like right after you came back from New York. Uh, So Barclays can be loud. So uh, like I said before, it absolutely sucks that this game three is being played in Brooklyn. I I hate it. I I think it's absolutely terrible. But I think we can work with it. Um, so who I think- the hell put this game at 9 p.m. Eastern time? That I kind of want to thank you because I'm like hoping, but then it's like with traffic, do I prefer it to be at seven because then people are going to be late, or do I just assume, oh, it's a weeknight, we have work in the morning, traffic is going to be crazy going back home? I'm not on 9 p.m. game, like I'm hoping that that's what it is because why? I'm going to be awake otherwise, and regardless of what happens in that game, I am probably not going to be able to sleep. But the one thing that the Sky need to do is take the crowd out early. Make sure that they don't get a chance to jump into the game. And they did that on Saturday. So, I mean, they went on a 21-9 run uh, from 941 to 351 in the first quarter. And to extend that, a 29-9 run from 328 in the first quarter to 504 in the second. So whatever happens in that first quarter is going to be so incredibly crucial. So I know that, you know, the louder that arena gets, uh, the more intense it's going to be, the more pressure it's going to be. Uh, but yeah, if the, if you could take those fans out immediately, I, I think that's going to help this guy quite a bit. Yes. And the most insane thing about this game was that that Vegas and Phoenix game got so close to being a 40 point blowout. I was like, how dare you? You can't let us have anything Vegas. Like, why are you trying to beat history? Like leave them alone. I was upset. And why were our starters in the game so long toward the end? I have a problem with that. Mm. I'm not going to speak on what it reminds me of, but that's just dumb and we need not do that again. Mm, mm. So are, are you saying that uh, bench definitely should have, I mean, like, I agree with you. It's like, yeah, we, we definitely need to be using more rotation, especially late in the game. But. I, I don't care who on the floor from the bench. I don't care if you got mismatches in there. We're up by 38. Why is Candace or Ka or Slu on the court? Like the game is won. The game. I don't know if James Wade and Coach Brondello got beef or something, but he put them starters back in like, F your birthday. And I'm like, please let them sit down. Like, we need them to be rested and healthy. Like, please just let them have a seat. But he was like, nah, nah. I was like, oh, my goodness. Poor Sandy. Uh, I know, I know. Co- Coach Wade was like pretty much like Dracarys and then like just completely set fire to the Liberty. But anyway, uh, one thing I noticed in Wednesday's game, so the Sky were up by six points in like 323 in the fourth. And I tweeted out from the Sky account and I was trying my best not to jinx it. I was like, hey, you know what? A six point lead is not safe with New York. We need to tear this shit wide open. Just completely open the floodgates. Yes. Um, I mean, put those starters in, 
of like with the caveat that they're well rested, of course, and just absolutely just rain buckets upon these MFs. Uh, did that happen? Nope, uh, because the sky missed 10 of their last 11 shots. Uh, yeah, can't win games if you're going to do that. <laughs> At that point, somebody better get out there and dunk. If you if you can't take the chance because you're blowing the bunny or whatever and smoking layups, somebody better get out the Candace. Candace. You better get up there and dunk and make sure that ball go in or y'all better create the contact something because it's just like, oh, y'all could have been resting and I don't have to stay up till like midnight messing with y'all in this game. Like you said, win or lose. I don't have time for them. They better get it together. I popped too much shit on Twitter for them to lose it. Like, like I mean it. Like, I'm going to have to deactivate my account. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, hey, but, but, but that just means that you are showing confidence in this team then. You're, you're showing confidence in what they can do. Mm, I mean, I was more so talking about the fact that they were molly whopping New York. Like I didn't say anything about mm-hmm. game three, but I was like, oh, y'all got on spaces, t- talking all that rah-rah, getting y'all tweets off the first game. Well, now, not only did we win the second game, we completely embarrassed you. So, yes, I had to take my moment because we only had one guaranteed moment at that point. I think, yeah, and, and I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. Um, I believe uh, Ricky O'Donnell from SB, SB Nation tweeted that, uh, yeah, I think a 40-point victory should honestly count for two games. Too, right? I, I, I honestly agree with that. I, I agree with Ricky there. I agree with him. Uh, but, all right, so to, to go back to your point on resting the starters, so, like, for the past, like, couple of games, I have just been begging for Dana Evans' minutes. I need Dana Evans' minutes. So, I mean, I could definitely see where in a close game uh, you might want your starters out there. But if you're if you are up ahead by 38 points, like just please just like let Dana just I mean, she, she did play in that game. Yes. Yes. But five points in 10 minutes is just a short just sliver of what she can do. I know she can do more than that. Um, just I know what she's capable of, but we need to see more of her, in my opinion. I agree. And like, like I said, if the shots aren't falling, you put someone like Dana, Dana. in the in the lineup. Yes, there's a mismatch, but more than likely she's going to get the benefit of the whistle. Absolutely. And so as long as she hits her free throws, maybe we could have maintained. It could have been a close game, overtime at the very least. But mm-hmm. at least we would have had a chance because we should have just won that game. I know someone saying that her size is an issue. She Dana too small. She needs to go. I, I, I respectfully disagree, uh, especially with her size. She can use that as an advantage. Uh, so when she draws those fouls, she goes to the line. And like I said before, the Sky are a fantastic free throw shooting team. And free throws win games. Like free throw buckets are what win games. So I uh, respectfully disagree there. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> I'm trying to see. Oh. Dana's five six. Like that's I mean, if there's Leilani Mitchell, I think represented for all the short guards, and she had and she and she was great from three. So she was an asset to every team she was on. And I wanna say Crystal Dangerfield, like I think she's even shorter, if not the same height. So I don't think that has anything to do with it. 
Same here, same here. Uh, Roy Matrida, who plays for uh, the Mystics, is 5'4". That's my height. So representing for all the 5'4 ladies out there. Uh, Crystal Dangerfield yeah. is 5'5", five five, so yep. it's okay. She's there fine. There you go. She's, there you go. Fine. She's absolutely fine. She's absolutely fine. And she's been in the gym. Like, there's a lot of people who are taller than her. Um, like Ono, for example. I loved what Ono did. That's Olivia Nelson Adota. UConn grad, um, play for LA this season. And she was a key part to that team, um, especially after Liz Cambage's departure. But there were some times where she just couldn't finish. And I'm like, oh, no, like you got your footwork down. You, you know, it's, your IQ improves, your shot selection is going to improve. But you need to get in the gym, girl. Like you need to finish. I don't have that doubt about Dana. Because have you seen Dana? Like she, She's been in the gym. Like she's gonna get the finish, especially if she gets contact. So she's okay. <laughs> I agree. Dana is definitely okay. Uh, so especially uh, tomorrow, I, I really hope to. I, I she she also has fight in her as well. Like she absolutely just, especially when she comes in late in the game, she just has this amazing energy. So to kind of see her in a winner takes all elimination game, I I, I really look forward to that. I, I think I think she's going to, she she is going to eat tomorrow. Yes, I hope so. Um, I, I always say anybody from Indiana is an Indianimal, and I appreciate the Indianimal in her. So Indiana. let's go, Dana. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing! I love that. Indianimal. All right. I, I am I am only going to use that to refer to Dana from here on out, unless anyone else from Indiana is uh, proven worthy of being called an Indianimal. All right. So all of you Indianimals or Chicagoans, if you really if you enjoy what you're hearing or if you don't enjoy what you're hearing, uh, that's none of my business. But one way to help us continue to grow is to join. Oh, wait, did I already I already did the points bet one. Ah, crap. Uh, see, I, I'm all, I'm so terrible at ad reads. Uh, but anyway, uh, CHGO, we have podcasts and live shows on every team every day. Uh, post-game shows, uh, premium written content for all members at chgo.com, dope merch for all teams, a free shirt when you become a member, and a members-only Discord called the CHGO Lounge. So definitely sign up. The website, again, is allchgo.com. You can follow us on Twitter as well. We love Twitter followers. Uh, the main account is chgo underscore sports. If you would like to follow the Sky account, that is chgo underscore sky. We absolutely love interacting with you. Uh, we absolutely love asking for updates uh, whenever you call the Sky frauds. Uh, we absolutely will respond. We don't mind at all. Uh, but anyway... Moving on to our next segment. So now, uh, Sabria, when I was putting this together, I actually was scrolling through the CHGO Sky timeline, and I found it very interesting to see these two tweets juxtaposed uh, next to one another. So uh, from Saturday, we had an account from our, our friends over at Phoenix Mercury, where Sophie Cunningham is talking about uh, her improvement being, uh, or part of her improvement being uh, credited towards Tina Charles leaving the team. And uh, right above is a tweet from you where you said, so yes, I guess it's still F Tina Charles. And that is crazy to me. Um, yeah, so to, uh, to give everyone some background on, uh, I guess, this beef, uh, 
there was a video going around where someone on the Mercury screamed out F Tina Charles. And it was rumored, but not confirmed that it was Sophie Cunningham. No, it was absolutely confirmed. But but not official official. But but it, I, it, I mean a media it, member. Yeah. A, we, a media member reported it. I don't think yeah. the Phoenix Mercury team is gonna be like, <laughs> yeah, that was her. So it's not a rumor. It's definitely that's, that's confirmed. Fair. All right. Definitely fair there. Um, all right. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Uh, the thing is, though, uh, we spoke about it on the show a little while later saying that, um, all right, so is, is that still the energy? Uh, do, 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 do they still feel that way? Um, and so apparently they do. Apparently Sophie does. Um, but I mean, we're, we're familiar with Sophie. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm honestly not a huge fan of her off the court. Um, we, we could say otherwise about how she plays basketball. Um, but otherwise, uh, yeah, I want to know a little bit more about, uh, I mean, I know why you think it's crazy, but like, can you explain as to why you think that that is crazy? Well, first of all, I just want to say that I've, as the, judge in this case i feel like this is someone uh a defendant who's come before me multiple times and i've given them chances and the last time they were here i actually believed that they deserve some grace and so i think it might have been after monday i was in a space and i gave Yes, it was. It was a buzzer um, in Hoosier Space after the show on Monday, and they said, give your most improved. And I really said wholeheartedly, Sophie Cunningham. I, I, I like, think I remember. She, she's most improved to me because she, obviously, she did get more playing time, which she's alluding to, but she didn't double her playing time. So, like, if she averaged, I don't have the exact numbers, but let's say she averaged 10 minutes last season she doesn't average 20. So it's, it's definitely not 10 and 20. But my point is, all of her stats essentially are doubled, at least. So I think if you are saying, here's your production in 10 minutes, it'll probably take you twice as long to double your production so now you say okay well you probably need 20 minutes to double this but she didn't she did it in maybe like 15 so I think it's super impressive and a lot of people wanted to argue with me about that saying well it's um it doesn't work that way because she got more playing time I'm like yes I just said that like that's part of my argument that if you're doing something in 10 minutes and you can do twice that much in less than 20 that is improvement. Like, I don't really understand what is so hard about that. You're doing, it's taking you less time to do each thing. So I was like, yes, most approved. Of course, I had to fight for my life. They got me in the spaces. They got me in a group chat for the next two days, my mentions. And people are still responding to me about that, like still. So people are in my mentions about it. And so I'm like, you know what? It's okay. And then you get on here and embarrass me like this, Sophie. Like, I was really going to bat for you. And people were like, oh, this your most improved? I'm like, oh, my God. Like, the two don't have anything to do with each other. Like you said, like, what she does off the court has nothing to do with what she does on the court. But I want people, like, people are not going to listen to my opinion about you, a positive opinion about you, if they don't like you because you're being a negative person. Yeah. So I don't really appreciate that. Like, I think there were other ways that she could have said that. That. Right. 
we were faced with so much adversity, um, including Tina leaving, which obviously was a huge roster change and a change to our starting lineup. But I turned lemons into lemonade and was able to get more minutes and double my set. Like you could have said anything, but you're like the best thing to happen to me. First of all, it wasn't even to you. Like I get it, but like it literally wasn't to you. Like, don't be shady. Like the best thing that happened to me was Tina Charles leaving. And then you gave your answer and you said it a second time. You did not need to say it twice. The, the, the big thing is like she's putting herself in the center of the conversation like 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 the reason tina charles left was to make her happy it's like what right e- exactly and it doesn't matter and um and so i was like so in response to that tweet i'm like so it's still f tina charles somebody said well tina can't be f with because she's too busy in the playoffs you right <laughs> you right yeah uh yeah tina is going places while uh sophie uh, is going to be at home um so <laughs> well she and then and then what made it worse is part of the clip and, and this is why like i don't think she lives in the same reality as the rest of us because her response was like oh well i guess you know people are like oh you're gonna go to um cancun i think is what isn't that what they say for the mmba so she was like well i guess we're gonna go to hawaii have you not been on twitter do you not know that they're like begging everybody not to go there and that's like the place you could have said anywhere Literally, and that's what you said. Mm, mm. So it's just like I get it. It has nothing to do with basketball, but if you want people to root for you, and you need to be a player that people want to root for, and not root for your downfall. So precisely, precisely. Uh, uh. Um, as like someone who uh, unfortunately is a major league baseball fan, full of just problematic people. Uh, and yeah, after a while, you kind of have to learn to compartmentalize a lot of those things that you learn about like people's off the court or off the field lives. Uh, so yeah, like I said before, uh, yeah, it's totally okay to appreciate Sophie as a ball player. Like say, I mean, if you, if you like her play, you know, good for you. Good for you. If she contributes to her team, you know, good for her, but otherwise, um, it, it it does make it difficult to root for someone when you know all those things, um, just especially given uh, her history with this guy as well. Um, I'm sure one person that would probably agree with us right there is Kalia Copper, uh, but <laughs> we won't get into that too much right now. But I mean, even then, though. If you are like that off the court, fine. But the reason why people can't separate it is because she's also like that on the court. Like there's a theme of who she will get into it with. There's a theme of the stuff that she says. Like you yelled F Tina Charles while you're still on the court and you're in your post game media is present. Like that speaks to who you are and your character. Um, you taking stuff to social media about what happened in the game with Diamond. So if you can't separate it and that part of you is coming out as it relates to the game, then you allow people to fuse them together because you're fusing them together. Mm, that's a good point you make. Yeah, I mean, she absolutely said that without any fear of any repercussion too, without with, with earshot of fans, coaches, staff, other players. Uh, so, so yeah, that definitely is a look and not really a good one. Mm. Well, hopefully she gets someone to help her with that next season. Just not me, but I do hope that she does. (laughs) 
Of course. Yeah. People can change, of course. But um, yeah, until then, uh, what is your ruling on the defendant? Guilty. <laughs> yes. Given that. All right. So uh, this guy uh, will travel or have already traveled to Brooklyn, New York to play the New York Liberty for game three. That is tomorrow, Tuesday, August 23rd. And so like we said before, tip-off is at 8 Central. Uh, that's hella late, but you know what? I will be awake for all of it, and I don't think I'm going to sleep regardless of the result. But otherwise, uh, next week you'll be hearing from us uh, and that result. We're going to be back with you again next week at 5.30, breaking down everything. Uh, maybe we'll be happy. Maybe we'll be sad. Maybe we'll be both. You never know with this show. Uh, but otherwise, uh, I'm Janice Scurrio. You can follow me on Twitter uh, at Scuriosa, S-C-U-R-I-I-O-S-A. And Sabria, where can folks follow you to see all of your wonderful takes? Only if you know how to respect boundaries and talk to humans like a human. If you don't, please don't follow me. If you do, <laughs> come on board at Sabria Whitaker on all my socials, S-U-B-R-A-W-H-I-T-A-K-E-R. All right. As always, it's Sky and Four, but for now, Sky and Three. Sky and Four.